What's on the menu? Menu, well, first of all, really good to see you. It's really good to see you again. I feel a little <laughs> bit better. It was a nice little chat we had earlier. I, I, I you know. I think you, you need to blow off some steam, and I'm always here for you for that. I, you know? I know you are. I know you are. You're very good like it that. It helps. It really helps. I learned only because, you know, I'm only so gracious and helpful because I've learned how helpful it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, you've Talk had plenty of times of just hanging out and fucking having a bitch fest or whatever sure. the hell you want to call it, you know? Yeah. Oh. And I think about like, okay, I know very well from firsthand experience what it feels like to be no longer around my friends, no longer to, you know, to have you guys that help me through my day. Mm -hmm. And you now I wonder, you know, what kind of impact me not being there has left on other people. Yeah. You know? not, not saying like a lot of people, but like this, I think quite a bit. I, you, you know, I, the, the one thing, <clears throat> not the one thing, I, I always hate that, but what I will say is that the studio was like a big haven for, uh, you know, the place for everybody to come, whether it was playing poker, whether it was collaborating, whether it was just sharing in an experience of working on projects, whether it was uh, playing, I think I already said poker, but yeah, know, but it, 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 it was I'd, a place I'd to sometimes come. Sometimes twice in a week. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it was a place to. It, it was a, a a place for uh, uh, friends and 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 uh, to gather and kind of you know and come blow together. up steam and, and one day a week sometimes like I said twice a week. Yeah, yeah. One day a week was imposed. It was yeah. imposed and strictly enforced, <laughs> really, to make sure that I was able to see my friends at least once a week in in a group setting because you know I did I got to live with Marcus, who's a very close friend, and we of course you know got to blow off steam daily mm -hmm. on a daily basis with each other. But uh, you know at the same time we also get to uh, avoid and ignore each other mm -hmm. throughout the week. But that that poker was was a guarantee you know that there'd be some fresh blood you know out from outside the house to come in and to to listen to their side of their week and and shit and uh, I'd be like, well, let me tell you about my week <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it always created a very different dynamic you know because when two people are in a room you have that third person and sometimes you take away another one you know the dynamic would always change yeah. which is exciting and i think it's it also the, the so routine yeah, there's that special side of knowing that you're not alone too, and like when you when you are able to have that type of uh, eventing session with other friends that are going through, you know, you go, oh shit, okay, this this is you know, it either makes light of it, which it always seems to do, or it also uh, you know brings it to perspective. Show, yeah, yeah, puts perspective on it and lets yeah. you know that fucking I'm not going through this fucking battle, you know, on my own. So. Ah oh, man, I'm telling you, this martini is something else. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? What do you have? What's uh, your libation? I got a uh, uh, anti-hero. Mm. How apropos! How absolutely redundant has the idea of the anti-hero become? What's the <sighs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, oh man. 
was on my mind. What was I thinking about on my mind? I had a weird dream. I woke up from a dream. I've been like the past few nights been dreaming about large gatherings and usually in riot or wow. you know, some some heavy anxiety conditions are going on. I'm about to say. You know? Almost yeah. like a mix between, uh, you know, the movie Warriors and the Outsiders. Uh, and no, what was that one with the the high school kids for taking oh, over the Dawn. high school? Red no, Dawn. no, 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 no. It was a TV movie. It was like they, oh. these kids. They had the the, uh, the the they had a meeting place that was shut down. It was like a clubhouse, and then they wound up like locking all the parents in the high school and setting the high school on fire. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. It was that back in the eighties as well. Uh, something break down or or cutting loose not cutting loose i mean it was something breaking like the, loose no that's like <laughs> like clint eastwood uh, <laughs> was that what clyde somebody out there named, the name of this movie anyway yeah uh, i don't know night, that one it was something about and i think i was going to talk to you about it in the dream and it was going to come up because you know all the shits in the news every day and then we we talk about it or we don't talk about it but we started talking about this incident that happened, somebody died, I think, and it was just very, you know, normal to hear these stories. And we were talking, and I said something to you about like, you know, we should talk. We got, we should be talking about this stuff because it's it's becoming very common. Like I, I won't be able to articulate this because it's this is sure it's all abstract. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was something about the fact that things have become so common like this sort of violence and the last thing that people like myself and you i think it's safe to say want to be is common like that's something i'm afraid of being is is is, is mediocre normal common well, that will never average, happen right well just the thought of it the concept of being common yeah. is, is was this in the dream or is this, this you now is dream. This is dream. oh this is the, okay 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 and 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 just like we you know we don't want to be common uh-huh but and then all these events are happening it's so much succession one after the other that it becomes common so that's why we don't it forces us to not talk about it because to talk about something common would then in turn make us common people so we wouldn't do it and i was thinking how it's not like a fucking twilight zone episode order, yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything's order, black and white <laughs> and and narrated yeah. <laughs> the guy smoking but, a cigarette in the beginning. <laughs> Rod Serling, yes. yeah. Rod Serling. Yeah, <laughs> But in order to make it so it wasn't common, I had to describe each person who was killed in their lives and what made them extraordinary. So in turn, turning the common action into something about someone extraordinary made it no longer common. That was the dream. Anyway, Fuck. it makes it does. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it was something that like kind of like. Oh, it's I, like one of those things you got to listen to. <laughs> I have to listen to this back like four times. To yeah. <laughs> yeah listen, so I I, I've been it, I've been walking yeah. around with it all day, all morning. Anyway, you know, I kind of like forgot about it. Well, I forgot about it like after breakfast and stuff, and started working. But I was up at five thirty this morning. You know, stirred out of bed by the dreams and the desire to take a shit. So mm-hmm. I went and did that, and then I was up in bed for a while. You know, looking at news. You know, which is always the worst thing to do. And then I fell back asleep probably around, I don't know, 7.30 and then slept until about 9. And But that dream was still that that discussion part of the dream. Like everything that led up to the discussion was already gone. 
is already lost. But that part of the dream was still with me. Now, 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 let me ask you this: When you wake up, did you have like, are you, are you the type of person if you had a notebook next to you that you could start writing down everything? I've done it a few times, but you know, a lot of the times, I wake up and it seems at the moment so like futile, futile to try to like write it down and describe it because it's so epic in your mind. But once you put it into words and yeah, sure, it's, sure. It begins to all fall apart. It's ridiculous. This is yeah. so... Like, wow, um, that ham sandwich that was trying to kill me uh, well, seems not my so, mother. like... Yeah, yeah. No, but my mother was the sandwich. You have to understand because she yeah. used to make me sandwiches. I know. And I had this incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I used to... I used to um, my mom would make me sandwiches all the time. And my mom, you know, my parents are from Poland. So not to say that this is why they made certain sandwiches. But certain sandwiches were just very meaty. Mince meat. It was like, you know, bolognese and, and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. not that everybody didn't eat bologna sandwich. But it was like sometimes, you know, like deviled ham and, and shit like that. Yeah. And Same here. I didn't always like it. But I didn't have the heart to ever throw away the sandwiches, so I used to store them in the back of my desk. At school? Yeah, you know how those desks like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would have sandwiches, and they would rot, you know, to the point of green bologna, but, and it would smell. And that's like, you know, at the end of every four quarters or something, you know, you change teachers, that's when you empty out your desk, and that's when I would throw out some of these sandwiches. Because... (laughs) So bad because I knew that my mom made them for me, so I didn't have the heart to, to throw them away. Yeah. So I just let them rot. I was like a baby hoarder. Now, did you ever get into ham and bologna? They oh, were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I would just a kid, yeah. Sometimes, like, as a kid, you know, you you rather have that, that shitty Sicilian pizza with tater tots, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what, like the school lunch shit. Yeah, and the school lunch with the cool kids were eating school lunches, mm-hmm. and I was bringing these like, you know, white peanut bread butter bo- jelly or oh, or, or, yeah, or ham. Yeah, 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 just boring meat sandwiches, you know. Yeah, with like a pickle and a and a soggy tomato. <laughs> I used to love fucking bologna sandwich. Hey, before I get before I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but Rod Sterling came up in that, and did you know that that motherfucker oh. wrote almost. All of those episodes, and not only yes. did he fucking write them, but he obviously fucking starred in every single episode. Oh, was very hands. What a monster, man! Yeah, it was very hands-on for his 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 brainchild. He's very protective of it, and he's very involved. I always thought that he wrote like some of them, but like most, most. he wrote most of them. Yeah, nuts, you know, real character. Yeah. yeah, and he really like he really put his character into that character of him he like created a character of himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he was very much like that like i think he was he was just this hyper nerd he was just so into science fiction yeah and into this sort of orwellian thought of you know yeah shit like that yeah there's some really great ones i'm still watching them it, it, oh, at least too, man. once a week i get i get a you know a, f- a few episodes in yeah they were they, they hold a special place for me because when I was younger and I was like there was one point where I was uh, going through a really really bad bout of depression and that and it was the first time that I ever really remember like going through depression what depression was and how like, mm-hmm. crippling it can be and stuff but that would always come on at becoming aware of how crippling it was and all that stuff and that but every night or morning at one o'clock in the morning 
Twilight Zone would come on two mm-hmm. episodes back to back, and I just remember that it being, you know, and then the Andy Griffith show would come on, and all these other ones. But, 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 uh, 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 mm-hmm. Twilight Zone from there, there on. Actually, no, I think it was Twilight mm-hmm. Zone two episodes, and then I think there was a, 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 uh, might have been um, the Outer Limits came on after. But, but, uh, it, those began to be a, like held yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah remember the dark That's side the do not that adjust your tv that, set that that you intro control the horizontal you control the vertical for yeah. some reason more than any of the other ones yeah you know just <laughs> like fucking the whole thing mm. would invert and oh man but yeah anyway <laughs> so we got some questions this week yeah well, actually yeah let's uh let's do the happy hour edition of, of q a this is uh <laughs> this is uh you know you might just be starting Lucy your day Lagusi. but we are winding down and getting loose <laughs> so you do yeah. the driving okay hold uh, on now hey let's do this come on driving <laughs> up with a here we go. <laughs> yes loafers lightened I, I'm, I'm actually wearing some uh some loafer slippers i gotta get some new ones mine sh- well they shit the bed because they stink so much and no matter how many times i wash them it's just it's the little struggles in life that people need to understand yeah. need. time for new slippers so let's address our first question okay with a salutations to our good friend victoria gillespie mm-hmm who has returned to our inbox. Victoria! Victoria! I gotta have your number. Number. <laughs> That's not how the song goes, really. I thought it was, so. Wait, I'm coming, baby. Oh, it's Gloria. That's what it is. <laughs> I totally thought it was Victoria. <laughs> Gloria! Yeah. Right, whatever, it's Victoria. All right. All right, All right. Victoria, Victoria. Okay, uh, here we go. Victoria, she's she's cutting cutting to the chase here with you, man. Cut to the quick. All right. I have with me. never. Yes, I have never seen Stupakis paint a man. Ah, it's not Why? true. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Okay. Well, I, I have, but not you know, obviously yeah. not that much. Yeah, I yeah. painted probably like a couple handfuls. Know. Whatever. It's, it's not that you have never. My thing is that I really, really relate to the strength of uh, uh, women and 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 uh, the the just the idea of what a woman is and that and it, to me uh, I don't know uh, why that is. Maybe it's just more of my feminine side within me or whatnot. But um, that's why I always grow within that path. I don't really. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate in my life where I do attract a lot of um, great. Uh, respectful and amazing men that I've that I've become very very close with, and that. Um, but the whole man, man, like like <laughs> side of uh, uh, idea of um, just that that whole concept. I just don't. I I don't. I don't relate with it in that. So um, um, you do, but not in your art. Not not in my art. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I, 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 
Because you obviously commiserate. You do bro down. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're broing down right now, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. But, 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 but the, yeah, but the idea of, of the, the side of, you know, um, you know, I, 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 the older I get, the more that I think about this stuff and that, but I, I never tended to think about it before in the past, but I, I try to, uh, does like a romanticize part of the idea, I guess, of when I approach work. So to me. Mm-hmm uh women and that aspect of the strength of women is very very romantic to me and so Ooh. that's you know that's pretty much where that really really comes from in that but yeah but I, I mean I've I, had, I relate yeah i've had times before people have thought that my work was painted by a woman because it's so heavily based yeah me on too women that. yeah me too yeah me too so because i is i lose a lot of uh you know when i do anything with figures in it it's usually feminine yeah, but that's exactly what I was about to say to you. I mean, I mean, you have definitely have done some work with with dudes in it, but it's it's yeah, you know, definitely been a couple way dudes, minimum. Couple dudes, couple of yeah, dudes. No, well, yeah, but I, it's I, very I, minimum. I feel so much like what you said. I have. A, I, there's no, there's no question. I'm strongly attracted to the the female uh, character. It's a. Um, but it's not a sexual thing. It's not. Well, the... it, sometimes it is. Sometimes it sure, is. Okay. I, I won't deny that. I wouldn't deny that. Yeah. Sometimes well, it, yeah, that's true. I, I, I am very attracted to female form. I, I'm, I'm curious about it because also I'm not a female. I don't know what it feels like mentally and physically to be one. So I'm very, you know, intrigued and curious on that, on that side. But I'm also very, you know, romantically attracted to female. So even the characters that I create sometimes, you know, I'm uh, in love with, so to speak, not not like always romantically, sometimes as, you know, mother figures or, or, or as siblings or, you know, as comrades mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just as, you know, these heroes, you know, goddesses and heroes that I'm yeah. that I'm in love That's with. It. And and it's just because of my, you know, biophysical makeup that also attracts me to females you know that it, they probably wind up becoming that that anchor when i'm trying to describe something using a human f- figure as as the in the template mm-hmm. i i tend to go towards the female yeah as because oh, a lot of the you know the times when i give personification when i give a, an object uh, that you know or like like the city if a city is to be personified or, or if emotion is to be personified, it be it is personified as a woman because a woman being origin, a place of birth, a place of that, beginning. There, there it is. Yeah. Creation, like this is a the wellspring of all creation. And, you know, there's something about that. I mean, if it wasn't for women as well, none of this would really exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, you could say the same thing for men because I want to give women, credit to guys but, too because yeah. I am one, and I've you know. I hope that I have some sort of significant in uh, in in existence, significance in being here. But uh, yeah, well, like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm also grew up a mama's boy, you yeah. know, very much exactly, and me too. And I was just gonna say about the other thing. Well, we can't have one without the other. Yeah, But 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 the uh, yeah, same here too. Total find, total mama's yeah, boy. People and... find you know certain things as beautiful things. As I I do also romanticize my work. My work is I I try to like play on ideas of emotions that are mm-hmm. deep. 
and that have meaningful like some some meaningful dialogue that's happening within me that I'm I'm portraying, but I'm also attracted, you know, that my my idea of beauty, if it comes in human form, mm-hmm. is usually a, f- a female. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> a hot dude. Why sometimes I a, a hot guy, you know, yeah, and yeah. and there's been you know quite a few, you know, not in. In a ratio form, I, I, I'd probably do 90% men, 10%, uh, 90% women, 10% men 90% in my work. Yeah. But, you know. Oh. Back in the day, too, you did, I, you know, more men were involved with your did. work. But yeah, That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, then now. That's true. Now, now it's just less and less people involved. And then, for you know, for many years, I was actually, my main model was my niece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And she was also a female. Yeah. Just so happy to be because my nephew didn't like modeling. He wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. My other niece also didn't like it. This one particular niece really enjoyed the process for years. So, you know, but I was portraying my personal memories with her, yeah. you know, by going to places where I, where I used to play, where I grew up, where she plays. Mm, I at like that. that. Point, you know, and I was, digging up memories through her, yeah. you know, but, um, I, I, I think no better, no better way to, to start at the beginning than to start with the lady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the, 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 the Genesis of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's for the same connection too of, you know, when, when, uh, in which, uh, you know, I feel I'll eventually get back there as well at some point, but when I was painting children with my work all the time too, that was the idea of um, connecting with the innocence and the, and the, uh, the idea of, of the, before we begin to get tainted and realize what fucking this world's really about and, and, and capturing, you know, I was do, dealing with a lot of work with imagine, uh, imaginary imagination, imagine what's the fucking word I'm looking for. <laughs> imaginary uh, imaginary i guess yeah, yeah just imaginary kind of work so nothing yeah. more better but to fit a child kind of within that world than yeah. that but you and know. it also adds an element of creepiness that something about a child is sure a, yeah a, you know there it's either adorable or off-putting mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. off-settling and, yeah. and, and they always tend to lean towards the you know the unsettling yeah, like you said yeah, yeah. you know to it's like the children yeah. of the dam yeah, because I mean, <laughs> something is very sad about not being a child anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I and think that's one thing that we all, that. you know, strive to kind of get back to at some point, whether or not we admit it, or, admit it to ourselves or not. You know, it's like yeah. always that kind of, you know, we're always being nostalgic for times past and yeah, memories cause, and because yeah, you can't when go things back were you easier. Know you, you know, not you can't even not, not physically go back. You can't even mentally go back. Mm-hmm it's so hard to channel because yeah. it's it's a time gone and forgotten it's like a love that is lost you love like you're in love with somebody and then years go by and you're just the love is gone there's nothing you can do about it. there's a sadness and then you break up mm-hmm. you know and there's a sadness about that because you know you can't go back because it's just done it's over something yeah. is over yeah or something even more final somebody passes away somebody you know whether mm-hmm. it's a a family friend or or an, a pet you know, you can't go back. You mm-hmm. can think about them, you know, 
Same thing with children yeah. for me. Well, you can try to hold on to it for as long as you want. Yeah, yeah, you I find it. myself there yeah, within the last it. fucking nine years of my life. You yeah, know? yeah, you think about Where your brother every every year, yeah. you know. Yeah, and they're constantly and, doing something that involves him in some way or another or some form, but, you know, but yeah, you're but never going to be able to. Yeah, And, you know, th I was listening this morning that was, you know, they're talking about, because this is today was a uh, 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination. When mm -hmm. mm -hmm. one of his uh, comrades who was, you know, giving a, a, a talk at the church is uh, saying one of his, his lines was, you know, that, he, you know, his when he was shot, like, I, I, I can't, I can paraphrase only, I don't remember exactly, but it's like when he was, when he was shot, you know, it was only his spirit leaving his body. You're never truly dead until people stop speaking your name, you yep. know? And, and that is, you know, that's very true. Then that, that is like as our ideas or concepts of immortality, you know, this is the closest we get to an understanding of how it is possible to be immortal, you know? Yeah. yeah you, Immortal. That's why I feel it's. Yeah. yeah, that's why I feel it's. You know, it's the more that I think about that idea of something, it's more. It's more intriguing to me. Than instead of trying to focus my life on on work, 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 which you know I'm always going to do, but it's your life. what am I? What am I connections with other people? What am I? Mm -hmm. wh what am I doing to help other people? What am I doing to mm -hmm. connect with other people? how you know how how am i leaving situations like that yeah and how and how are you and taking I, advantage of the 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 situation of being alive how are you taking advantage of how you uh, i mean benefiting it, it really living yeah, you know yeah this short i mean because it's going by so quick yeah. and we're so distracted constantly by like you know the, the this the things like this these these agents of chaos that we have and yeah, yeah. now in the in the world that are trying to distract us by yeah. by keeping us very focused on being afraid mm -hmm. and being shameful i mean it's like the two things that are being thrown at us all the time is shame and fear yeah. shame and fear we're we're ashamed of how we feel and we're afraid of what's going to happen to us oh, like this is what they're feeding us in the news this is what they feed us through through like you know bullshit culture you know, and we're constantly trying to evade that, you know, yeah. bouncing around like, and, and we fall victim to it because we get scared because, you know, rent is coming up in a few days or, or sure. tax time, all this stuff. We're always in fear or something's going to happen to it. We don't have health insurance or, or, you know, we're getting older or, um, or shame. It's like, I can't believe I feel that way. Can mm -hmm. I talk? Can I tell people I feel this way? You know, that's why sometimes I, I, uh, really allow myself to go off and be as loud and obnoxious as possible because I'm letting some of that steam all, yeah. off, like some of that pressure, and I'm I'm being reckless because I one thing I don't want to be is overly careful. Yeah, but this I is the thing. Reckless. Yeah, I want to be careless. But but this is the thing though. Being being the way that that is is that it's always going to the. <sighs> the tone of who you are and the true respect that you have for everything else mm -hmm. and how, and how you portray yourself and how you, and, and how you put, put yourself off. Anyway, I, I'm fucking getting lost in my head with this, but mm -hmm. that okay. shit is always going to overshine everything else. You know what I mean? It's, it, you never get caught up in the way of, uh, you know, people know you for who you really are. 
you know and that's kind of like that's getting back to like what i was saying where it's just like my thing is like i i, I I'd, I'd rather be like known as like wow man that dude was a really good dude versus you know like oh man he was a great artist or whatever you know what i mean you know i do know what that. you mean but you know at the but you also want to be known as a great artist sure because sure. you want it like well, I want to make a career. Reason why you want to be a good anything? You want to be a good boy so that your 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 mommy and daddy recognize that you're doing good. Mm. You or you want to be a good friend so that your friends realize that you're somebody to spend time around and not mm. not avoid and not ignore. You want to be a good artist because you want to set a good example and you want to you want to leave a, a certain you know mark and you want to inspire. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that, of course. It does help when you also want to be a good person, and you oh, don't want to be a don't want to be a. How many times have you seen somebody? Yeah, how many how many times have you seen somebody's work, and you were like, oh, "That's cool," but then you meet the person and you realize how how, how cool of a person they are, or you get to mm-hmm. know the person, and then you go, yeah. "Wow, I fucking." Li-. It's the same way attraction is, where it's like, you sure, know, like I've 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 met beautiful people before in, in, in this world, and then I got to know them. What and go oh my god they they actually shell. physically turn they physically uh, turn, turn ugly. ugly yeah you know true. and vice versa it happens like uh, yeah, what sure what is not conventionally attractive all of a sudden is it can be absolutely beautiful and thank goodness for that because there are a shit ton of unconventionally yeah, yeah. Or, or like just very conventionally ugly people mm-hmm. so thank the lord that we have uh, that's why i work on my personality every day my <laughs> work a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> you put in a little overtime. <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. go, 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 go. Mm. Oh, mm. oh my god, I am just like a duck in this glass. This oh my thing's god, what's cool. happening over there? <laughs> Down to my to my final olive. Uh oh. But it's happy hour. Well, you know, it's time it's for a refresher. <laughs> Two for one. There was so. a little bit more to that question, though. If I'm not mistaken. There is a little bit more. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we gotta, you, you don't want to get into it or what? <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 you know, we trail off. We get off track. Uh, Baba, she, she says some nice things about my work, which I like. And then she asks David H., what do the ladders mean? And enlighten me. Now, this is one of the most frequently asked questions, I must say. Uh-huh, is, uh-huh. What do the ladders mean? Because they probably yeah. mean the same thing to me that they would mean to you, I would think. I would, I would, you know, that's that's a great thing about these kind of icons, like the ladder that I throw into a lot of paintings, is that it's it's kind of like a buffet. You know, you take what you like and and you, you whatever you want to make of it, you make of it. Yeah, well, the, that's true, but, and especially too. A, what a ladder means to you tomorrow might mean something completely different to you yeah, uh, yeah. A, a month from now but the i just fact that I, yeah the fact that i've been using it for so many years mm-hmm. it, it's become more than just like it, it's it, almost it, become an icon as yeah, well in some ways like a, like a grammar like the word and or like mm-hmm. in a sense ah, yes. use it often and we don't always need it but it does make sense sometimes in the sentence it helps to push from one part of the thought to the next mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. bridge mm-hmm. you know it's filler it's it's some something that you know but even I mean, the... but, but but even then even then even if it's considered to be say at one point or another as filler it's also it still always carries i would think that 
those various meanings, whatever it is mm -hmm. at that time yeah. within yeah, that, whether it's a, a, a ladder for reaching for a higher goal, or if it's a, or well, if it's a ladder of climbing, you know, uh, uh, out of something or, or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, yeah. all, all these different, uh, analogies for what well, it could be for, you know, but the, the origin of ladder is a funny little, like, you know, a, a little, little story because it it has less to do with the actual meanings now than where it came from and why nice. it started. And that was, you know, when I started working with uh, Travis, Travis Lindquist, mm -hmm. uh, who was, you know, one of the three in the Goldmine Shithouse collaboration. When we started collaborating together, when he moved to New York in like, what, 2001, 2002, 2001, right after like 9-11 or whatever. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, we started doing collaborations together and he's a painter and a drawer and I'm or was, you know, most strictly, more strictly a photographer and painter at the time. A lot of my work was just like darkroom photography, bring it back to the studio and work on top of it. You know, a lot of the pre-work was in sketches or, you know, not a lot of hard copy stuff. A lot of the stuff happened first in the camera, darkroom and then studio. And when we get together and do spontaneous collaborations, you know, I didn't have a lot of immediate material except some collage material, you know, scraps of paper, some transparencies, you know, but drawing and painting, I, I did, but I wasn't practicing it often. So it wasn't in my repertoire. It wasn't in my immediate, you know, toolbox, but I found very quickly that finishing a drawing with a, with a ladder or two. Mm. Really, like, was a quick way to, you know, get into that drawing and, and, and get involved in a drawing sense rather than just finding the right piece of collage material or a photograph, you know, immediate and straight from the hand, you know, yeah. heart, hand to paper, you know. And so the latter was very easy to draw, very fast, and it was a beautiful metaphor, you know, and it's the ideas evolved over time where whether it was like you said it was a a a, a metaphor for elevation for mm -hmm. for rising you know there's jacob's ladder the Reaching, you know, yeah. heaven and 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 search the search for god which is truth you know could be really blown up to some big meanings like that or, or it could be a matter of escape transportation and it became like a a, a uh, a metaphor for collaboration as well. Which would work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it, which that that meaning revealed itself over time by working collaboratively for years. You know, it that meaning revealed itself later. So the latter was a nice sort of sometimes mysterious in what the actual meaning was, and yeah. it would later reveal itself. So it was like uh, you know, like a like a time bomb. You know, it's it set it down on the drawing and then a couple of years later it will reveal its meaning to me mm. you know and you know like you said over the years it's 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 carried all these meanings all at once it becomes like a full loaded suitcase sure. you know where i could set it down into a painting and it, it's like an old friend it's an old familiar and it represents not only those thoughts but it represents all those people Rep to me yeah well and, and it, well, it, it like, represents you it, it, it represents life. You yeah, know? I guess I never even thought of it before, like a self-portrait. It, yeah. it could be my, my self-portrait too, you know, because 
it's it's a search it you know the search for the meaning is still happening as well you know mm-hmm. it's open-ended sort of mystery and it's open for interpretation as well like mm-hmm. I, I i enjoy when people come up with their own you know whatever triggers them in their head there's nothing you know? better dude there's nothing yeah. better than I mean, that's, and, that's my favorite part about uh, art in general, especially visual art, because it's just it's it's left to everybody's own, you know, because uh, it's it's sure the artist has their own interpretation of why they created it. But it's 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 wide open, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's for everybody. So everybody can get what they want from it. Everybody's going to see. That's what I love about, you know, a, a Jackson Pollock is that everybody's going to see something different within a Pollock painting versus yeah. the the next one you know yeah or or a very you know clearly drawn out picture mm-hmm. you know person seated at a bench reading a book scratching their head mm-hmm. you know it's it's not as it's it's for, it's also pretty abstract even though a ladder can be drawn as a ladder it, it remains abstract yeah you know and it does carry that abstractness forever and it just becomes a you know, almost like a, like a, an insignia, uh, uh, like if you wanted to call me like Batman, you'd be you'd put a ladder up in the sky and, and I would become attracted to it. I'd become like a moth to the light to the, to the mm-hmm. thing. And, and just an association, you know, it becomes an association game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's by no means like owned at the same time. It's like, it's a very frequently used related to, and, and and you know painted image you know of, yeah. of the latter it's it's very universally kind of understood well the ownership comes into just in the way that the the, the artist uses it i mean you know how often yeah, and, or whatever and the i mean time that they're using yeah. it too you know every every generation has you know exactly exactly using certain icons ad nauseum you know using it to to the point of you know okay 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 we get it you like mm-hmm. ladders, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, but mm-hmm. I, but I, it's an obsession too. I'm an obsessive guy. I become very obsessive compulsive with yeah. process. And I became obsessed <laughs> I with selecting things. Yeah. It's just one of those, you know, occupational hazards. Be, yeah, and it, it's a nice one. You know, there were times, you know, when I, I, you know, people would leave ladders at doors at my front door for me, you know, <laughs> yeah, messages or they would send me a, a message or an email. Like I just saw a ladder on the corner of fifth and B. You should get you know, it. Yeah. And I've gone and, and, and collected ladders that way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and for a while down on 93 second Avenue in the back area, we've had a, you know, a few ladders that were just rotting. Cause sometimes people would leave me the garbage ladders that were the worst, like, you know, the worst garbage ladders. And I loved garbage <laughs> ladders, even though they were unusable, you know, silo, you know, my dear, uh, late and great kitty cat, he loved climbing ladders yeah. and he, it had a quite a collection of really not safe for human to climb ladders, but the cat loved them. Yeah, you always had the you always had the one in the studio that was that kind of one, his. That, I mean, you yeah. would use it for things, but I mean, it was pretty much his ladder. Yeah. And here is my familiar, my cat, you know, who I related to as like an extension of myself, completely obsessed with his ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, he would be on top of that thing, and if you bugged him when he was on the ladder, he would shred you to pieces. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so that was his throne. So yeah. the ladder also represented like a very, you know, sort of, uh, a, a, you know, staunch opinionated, you know, position that I hold. And I'm a stubborn guy too. You know? mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, that and much, much more. And I'm, you know, I'm still painting ladders. I was drawing ladders today. I think I just drew and erased three ladders today. <laughs> you know, so that they're the faint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are in there, but yeah. And I could look. I could look straight ahead. I got one, two, three, four pieces with ladders in them. You know. And, and there's probably, only, I'm sure, only three of them. See, probably, I'm sure, a couple behind you. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm obsessed. Like some people have everything pink and Hello Kitty, mm -hmm. you know. I like ladders, you know. <laughs> it's either that or heroin. What do you want from me? I'm like, <laughs> trying Go to for stay the ladder. Clean. Keep going. Trying to stay yeah. clean, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, mm -hmm. one of, it's one of those things that just felt very, uh, yeah, it, it kind of fell into my, my, my lap when doing drawings. Mm-hmm. And I just ran with it and she repeats something enough times and all of a sudden it becomes your association. Yeah, you know? that guy. Yeah, so that guy. that's pretty much what, I mean, if I had to think like, because it's always evolving, mm -hmm. you know, the meanings and stuff. Like right now, if I think what it means to me this time of year, this this time of my life or whatever, it is more of a bridge than anything. It's definitely a bridge to a That's nice. another a thought a consciousness, another yeah. you know, another period of time in my life, another another way of approaching at the memory. It's it's, you know? it's like a life raft. Yeah, it is. It is once again like a boat, which you know, yeah. boats boats, ladders, houses, mm -hmm. and birds. You know, they're all the same fucking thing. They're all self portraits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that self portraits. Wow, well, but you you, yeah. you fucking said it, motherfucker. Yeah. Did I? I'm you fucking, did. I'm smart. You're, you're, you're I'm wicked. Smart. You're wicked smart. You're wicked smart. Oh, look hey, at that, Juliet! I need another martini. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, cash in my happy hour chip and get my uh, my twofer. <laughs> All right. And we'll continue. All this right, on. I'll be here. You hear that? That's the sound of fucking sound. Yeah, magic it's happening. It's shaking. It's happening. Oh, man. I am so spoiled. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. Martinis. Oh, check this out. Fucking dude. I woke up this morning, and one of my favorite... Wait, I'm going to hold that thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a... It does it very slowly. <laughs> I woke up this morning, dude. This fucking made my day. I woke up this morning, and uh, one of my all-time favorite fucking composers started following me on Twitter. And I wasn't even—I didn't even know he was on okay, Twitter. Uh, let me guess who they were. Okay. They're alive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he started following me. That's his own account, so I, I hope he's alive. Hey, man, come on. I, 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 honestly, I don't think you'll guess, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I, I want to find out if you get it. Are they older? They're, they're, he's actually a year younger than me, so I'm 43, oh, he's 42. I have no idea who it is. Yeah. Who's... This guy named Jeremy Soule, and he is a composer. Uh, he does a lot of, like, you know, uh, uh, mostly the thing that I know him from is video games. Would I, but, know, um, would I would I recognize their his I don't I don't know if you would because you're not a not that I'm a video game guy either like like uh, at at the theater we have one of uh this game called uh 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 Jesus Christ what the fuck is it called that goes to show you how much I fucking love it no <laughs> um uh uh 
I'll do them spacing out. No, oh yeah. So, so, so no, no. Oh, uh, he probably did some shit for that too. But no, it's called Skyrim. And Skyrim. That. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! You yeah. know that? I I know of Skyrim. Okay. I don't. Well, know yeah. It was. Songs. I guess it was a huge game. So, so yeah, he wrote so. all the music for that. So, I mean, it's very much like, uh, you know, uh, I call it sometimes Storm in the Castle music, but like it's you know it's very. Epic and, 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 and yeah, and you know, and that lot of, lot of or, or, orchestral instruments grandiose. and stuff, and that. But beautiful, but 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 yeah, not all of it's grandiose. Some of it's like very 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 mellow and and just beautiful, and that. And I listen to him all the fucking time when I paint. So um, I was like, oh, wow, he started shit. following you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Without me, because I wasn't even. Yeah, because I wasn't. I didn't know that he was on there, and I never thought to like look him up or whatever, other than just like buying his albums and shit. Dude, look at you! So I was like, "Oh man, that's fucking awesome." People like so, you. So I don't know how well I don't know about no, that, but I, I all don't right. Know how much I don't know how much of a percentage of it is accountable to the fact that you are a great person? Probably not a huge amount, because you know not everybody actually gets to talk to you or mm. hear you talk or, or or knows you personally and knows what a wonderful person. I just person gotta meet more people. I, I'm pretty sure. It, that's got to count for a, for a percentage of reason why people like so. you. I hope so. So you're a nice guy. Yeah, I don't I'll, know if it's I'll the Martini talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get really, really lovey, and then I'm going to get really yeah, angry at the same time. All right. Yeah. So we got another question. So we do have a second. And I'm fucking. I'm, I'm going to fucking. I'm, 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 I'm going to give this one a shot. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we got one. We got one from Meg. Meg is back. She is back with another question. And Meg is uh, a super rad artist. So check Meg out. Meg Allen. Um, But uh, uh, Meg asks uh, Okay. If you were hosting the ultimate dinner party and could invite three people, dead or alive. Who would you invite? Why? Why is dead so normal yeah, and alive is so creepy? Would it be like death dead? reality? Alive is I don't know what we're trying to do. More frightening. <laughs> yeah, <dead>. exactly. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's let's get you to kick this one off. I hope I hope. Wait a second. We're very very similar, so I hope we don't have the fucking same guest. Because if you pick somebody, I pick. I'm still picking them. Listen, I, listen, I, I can't put too much thought into this because, first of all, I, am I preparing dinner? Ooh, well, for you, yes, because you would never have a dinner party without yourself preparing it. So, so, so uh, I would, I would, I would love to actually go to right. a dinner party. Where all right. I am so okay. So, meal. so you're finding your favorite. The restaurant's all yours, brother. I mean, you fucking you 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 got this restaurant to yourself. You're picking the restaurant out of your see, dreams. But at the top of my head, right now, right oh, now, oh, you want to cook? What comes to my head, fight immediate, like a gun to my head, like answer the question. I say, Village Yokocho, you, Marcus, and Sobchak, oh. right now. Okay. All right. All right. That, all right. All right. So let's not go head. there. But but let's get let's get like yeah yeah let's, let's, let's get let's, yeah. Let's, like, because that's let's what get, I want. Yeah, I, I, I actually, sure I agree. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful night right there. But let's get, let's get, you know, doesn't have to be celebrity. It doesn't have to, but, but yeah, but let's go author or whatever the fuck it is, you know. Let, uh, let's go, let's go somewhere where you can't ask the questions that you've wanted to ask. 
Okay, I would like. I think it'd be interesting if I could have dinner with my great 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 grandfather or grandmother. You know, I would like to know which one was cooler first. Like first, like okay, let's go back five generations. If I could know which one, one like was more interesting, my grandmother, my grandfather, and then them be one of the guests, if uh-huh. not both. Because uh-huh. I want to know some of my roots. I want to know where I come from and hear about what, you know, what's going on, the, the life that led to giving life that gave life to the life of the life that gave me life. You know, so it, it, I like to trail it back. It might be a little frightening to be like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. But oh my God, why are you so to... angry? Why did I invite you to dinner? No. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, why are you so angry? Now I know why I'm yeah. so angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, there's, there's stuff about me I want to know that is beyond just why I'm like my mother and father. But yeah, I would like to, like, five generations mm. back. You know, That's deep. My grandfather, grandfather uh, at, at the table. Because I, I want some immediate family. Because that's like a comfort zone right away. Right away, you got, like, instant rapport. Because your family, so I need I need a little uh, anchor at this dinner. Somebody else I would like is, oh God. Let's get um. You know, just to dispel some like myth. And uh, let's get Socrates oh. at this dinner. <laughs> Because here's somebody who's really going to be able to like occupy conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any lull yeah. of conversation be filled with this like, you know, very yeah, open mind, not very yeah. deep thought kind of dude. But you know, of course, I want. I mean, I, now it sounds like a little. Yeah. Bit <laughs> I got an asshole at my table that might be like that too. So, <laughs> want to control that but, shit. I want. I want a great thinker from from a time that is super ancient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could either be like it doesn't have to be Socrates, but somebody who at least wasn't like a, a, you know just a, a ditch digger from ancient mm-hmm. Greece. You know, I want somebody who was a thinker. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who was interested beyond you know eating, shitting, fucking, mm-hmm. sleeping. You know, somebody who just thought about you know like uh, you know Copernicus. Yeah, inventing you know, and fucking uh, that, yeah. The stars with sphere around the, you know, how, you know, one of those guys who had, who had it all mm-hmm, wrong, mm-hmm. you know, pretty, because he had, he had the whole fucking <laughs> astronomy thing wrong, but he was But still, stupid, he was the one know? guy that was doing it, and, and, yeah, At that time, yeah. yeah, it was like, what, what made you think yeah. that? And then I also want to be able to be like, well, that's not what it is. I want to <laughs> you want to fucking, you want to shut him down. You want to shut him down. It just, and, hey, and guess he, what, Socrates? Huh? No, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. I don't, I don't think I could, uh, I, I could shut down Socrates. I don't. Yeah. I don't you can give it a go. You can give it a go. You can, you can give it a shot. Oh, why not? <laughs> okay, so this dinner is getting a little heavy now because I got, you know, ancient relative. I got ancient Greek. We gotta get um. I I want somebody from like 
the year 5000 or if humanity still exists at this point i want someone from the future there too i need something that isn't just looking into the past or the, or the present i would like to have somebody from the future oh, man how's that work though? now how does any of this <laughs> come work? on it makes total sense <laughs> what do you mean this makes total sense Megs on to something but yeah i mean because so like an alien i think i don't know what alien no like human being like uh how um okay fine um yeah i I guess just to lighten the mood a little bit let's get mozart Ah, because he's such a fuck up there you you go is somebody who is just like who likes to have yeah. a good time is also like like did he though I, he seemed like a miserable bastard at some time you could say the same thing yeah, about ourselves true. you know especially if you go to the beginning of this podcast <laughs> when you... if we put it in <laughs> just rewind <laughs> just start almost any of them i'm having second thoughts <laughs> No, but um, yeah, I think that way, because I've always mm-hmm. loved him. Like I, I used to be obsessed with him. Like, I was like as a child, yeah, be, be like very obsessed. With him. I remember when it, when Amadeus was out at, on Broadway, you know, before it became a movie, you know, I and it was just like, and my my parents also always played classical music. It was either reggae or classical music in my house growing up. Those were the two overplayed yeah. things, and Mozart was. And Beethoven, but mostly, you know, most that's what I was, me. That's was an ass versus like, uh, uh, you know, Beethoven or various other like composers from that time. But it's because yeah, yeah. classical composers. Yeah. No, Mozart was always like I was obsessed with his Requiem Mass. I still have the same yeah. vinyl that my parents had of the Requiem Mass because I used that, to play that as a kid over and over and over again. I was just like so, you know, you know. It's, it's, it's classical music. Sometimes it just cuts you to the fucking bone. That was one that always cut me to the bone. Oh man, happy hour. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's not. So uh, yeah, mine's. Uh, well, you know, I, one of mine's great. <laughs> well, listen, this is all. But like, yeah, you yeah. Know, but to see now, I always overthink my I, shit I, because I, you I, fucking I you get some real deep shit, and I'm like fucking. Oh wow, man! I, I want it like one of the Boston Globe charters at mine. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, sure, man. Be like, how did you solve that mystery with yeah. Scooby Doo? When you and Scooby Doo, like solving the mystery, how that happens? Um, yeah. So I mean, metal yeah. lemon. Number on one uno would be definitely my brother. You know, because I I want to hang out again, and I want to you know have a drink and and you know and uh, see him again. You know. So, all right, <laughs> get the heavy, get the heavy one out of the way. <laughs> I feel with sadness and love for you right now. Okay, <laughs> so get the heavy. So that's, okay. so that's the, yeah, yeah. So that's a heavy one. But uh, then, so what are the other two gonna do while you're making them feel awkward because you're reconnecting with your brother? Yeah, I know, I know, and that, that's the thing too. Because be also, to the other guests that I would have, my brother would be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. like, well, that's good. Oh, so, right there. yeah, there's yeah. your icebreaker. It's, you, you got it's like some more Jack Daniels, please. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be, you know, that'd be, you know, he'd be the main guy, and then, uh, and then, uh, 
And next would be uh, Jim Henson because Jim Henson is uh-huh. like, he is my favorite. He is everything that that motherfucker has created, the the, the, the legacy that he built, uh, the world that he built between uh, what he did for children, yeah. uh, what he did for adults, what he did for everything. And, and sure. I mean, he taught kids uh, how to learn, you know, and, and just... And he taught adults how to feel like Yeah, children. absolutely, and, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and uh, so he would, I would just love to sit down and, you know, have... have just to have a great conversation with him and and, and talk to him more. Can I be a food yeah, food right? Dinner. And, I see, this is the uh, thing server. too, right? I want to be a serve. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. eavesdropping all the time. I'll be like, no, come on, come on, yeah. David, sit down. Um, the uh, Can I give you sparkling <laughs> or still. <laughs> and see, the thing the thing about Henson too is that um that uh, uh I I I got to meet him as a kid, and that uh, and 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 uh, I, yeah. I I told you this story before, right? Probably. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, my aunt worked for HBO, I believe, and and um, they were doing a, uh, I don't know if it was like a focus group type of thing or whatever. But before Fraggle Rock came out, they were mm. they were holding this group uh, uh, thing. At, I think of the children's children's museum in Boston, I believe it was, and that mm-hmm. and uh, so a bunch of us were there, and he was fucking there, and that and uh, uh, to like kind of moderate the thing and then after he hung out and with all the kids and like you know shot the shit and stuff like that and uh i yeah. have like my animal puppet that's up on the uh, up there and that and uh he, yeah. he he actually you know animated the puppet and that and then and then uh Ooh, yeah magical yeah, moment dude, to watch that fucking come crazy. To life. it was crazy and 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 and, mm. and 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 i'm not a big autograph guy but that's like the one autograph that i have that I, it's like because uh, he autographed the back of animals vest too but um wow. so i think about that experience and then i think about me now as an adult to be able to kind of like shoot the shit and, and and hang out and that so that'd be that'd be rad so he'd be my second and then my my third i mean i don't know the first guy that comes to my head who's kind of very similar uh uh in some ways, not always, especially when you don't know about the whole story behind him and versus the, yeah. the, the, what's the word that it, the shit that's been said that possibly and all that stuff, but would be, uh, uh, probably Walt Disney, you know, because, uh, yeah, cause well, that's a guy uh-huh. who, who, who uh-huh. came upon failure after failure after failure in the beginning of his career and just kept on pushing you know he got to points where he had to claim bankruptcy and everything else and and and, and lose his mm-hmm. animation studio and that and uh lost uh 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 license uh, license i can't fucking speak license to uh mm-hmm. to characters that he created uh 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 that that he no longer had anymore that's kind of the whole thing behind when mickey mouse was birthed he he made sure mm-hmm. that he had the ownership to that and would never and would never uh, 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 sell it off, and <clears throat> never lose lose his IP to that. So, um, but just what makes a man, uh, which I I guess you know, you think about it, you already kind of know. But the side of just somebody who has that much passion and drive to build that fucking empire that he has, and I know this yeah. shit. Everybody who Walt Disney five, Walt Disney, Walt Disney, well, you know, whatever. Fuck it, man. This guy did it, and 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 yeah. and, and it's a part of our 
Oh, there's a lot of good things to say, and there's a lot of sure, bad things to say. Sure, I mean, you know, you, know, you think about the where coming from. He was an anti-Semite. That and that's a, the know, shit. Yeah, this, he was like uh, an, a, supposedly you know, a Nazi, Nazi sympathizer, and yeah, 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 yeah. There's all these things, but you know, we're talking dinner here. We're not talking. Yeah, about, I don't like, want to get political. Know, <laughs> yeah, like like at dinner yeah. with them, you know. Because you we know. need to. And that, that, that's why you have like the you have the dinner, and, and I also want to have like the, the bouncer the, the, after dinner. I want to sit at the bar with like Werner Herzog yeah. and Joe Strummer <laughs> yeah. and Brian Eno, and 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 yeah. you know I, even Glenn Danzig. Let's bring him in the mix. Ooh. I want him there too. There you go. You know? There you go. I might get. I might make know, that get And worse. Jesse James <laughs> in there, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's not yeah. on the list. He's, He's like, list. I don't know. I thought I was invited. He's outside. The bouncer won't let him in. Ushered into enough of those clubs. He can hang out with Justin Bieber. Those two. I invited them just to wait outside. It's cunts. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, I thought. I, I thought. I thought. Well, he he'd probably be at the after party, but Joel Peter Wicken or some shit like that. Oh yeah, Joel Peter Wicken. He he's definitely would be on my list with you know, all those. Yeah. Fuckers. Is he on the alive list or the dead list? I don't oh, he's, know. He's yeah, still he's, alive, right? Okay. I I I I got to meet him. Yeah. Actually, once at um at art fair in Chicago, we did like a a sort of guerrilla style art fair during art chicago mm-hmm. where you remember when the fountain we were doing the fountain art fair. okay okay yeah the yeah with uh, melissa well yeah we did with melissa it was yeah. it was like our, our late friend lincoln he passed away but before he passed away he came up with this concept for this art fair and after he passed away you know his partner at the gallery that he had in brooklyn decided to take it on and and we were part of making it happen like he didn't couldn't do it on his own so it was him david kesting myself travis linquist even like johnny phoenix dave tree everybody was pitching in <clears throat> excuse me Spartini's really getting to me in the beginning and uh then we did one version of this in chicago where we actually had it in a house we rented a house that was outside of the city and that was where the I party vaguely, vaguely yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like how we did it. We we didn't have a venue or anything. We just rented a house, and this is where we just hung art all around the house. We had you know booze and drugs, which is the only reason why anybody goes to art fairs anyway. <laughs> you know, so we knew what the people wanted, and then we threw some art up in there as well. But it was about the energy because that's really the the core of mm-hmm. anything worth anything going to see. You know energy and a decent soundtrack you know it's good music in the background and uh we were at art chicago and we were like uh you know because we we're part of the bridge there was another like satellite fair called bridge and melissa was involved with that from the McCain that's what okay yeah, 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 yes, and yes. so we had some passes that we you know we were you know, passing you know some people would go to the art chicago come back and then give us the passes so we we're like you know it's like the stamp like licking your hand and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we we're doing yeah, that we were doing off. that to yeah. get in the art fair and and i got i went in with with a couple a couple guys that were walking around and i came across a booth where i immediately recognized these are joe peter Whitkin prints and i'm like oh, oh i'm like like gagging from like euphoria like i love joel peter whitkin and his yeah, prints yeah. are immaculate his photo 
prints are so beautiful in person. And I'm seeing these gorgeous, you know, some of them prints I've never seen and some of them, you know, I'm very familiar with. And I remember, um, you know, running back to the other booth where outside of Art Chicago, where we had some of our work and be like, oh, my God, there's some there's one booth with Joel Peter Witkin's work in it. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go check it out. So, you know, I'm like gushing over just the work. Mm -hmm. So we go back with a couple other guys and we noticed there's, you know, a guy and two other people, you know, there was a three threesome talking around work. And one of the guys is very, you know, explaining the work, you know, blah, 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 you know, and then I'm thinking immediately, this is the gallery owner. Like, okay, this guy's talking up some potential clients about the work and discussing. I'm getting closer and closer and I'm noticing some of the details are very first person. Like, oh, oh no fucking way. This. I had to get this tran tranny, this Mexican tranny to get like this dog, you know, like, so I'm like, and I look over and I see the tag, you know, because everyone's wearing tags and it says Joel Peter Whitkin. I'm like, oh. And I go over to my friends, like who were in. That's the, the motherfucker right there. I'm like he's right over there. He's right over there. I think it was Travis and somebody else. I don't remember exactly who. And and we just start slowly like shuffling closer and closer. To yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Making make the move over. Yeah. And yeah, and and start like very politely eavesdropping, yeah. you know, on him, and then surrounding the three of them, and yeah. then just slowly slowly becoming like nodding part of the conversation yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and, and i interject i'm like i have to say something and i you know when there's a little bit of a lull in the conversation i really like, like your stuff no, no, I, I was like you know i noticed a lot of your work is um has like a an encaustic covering and then what 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 do you use for your encaustics and he and that's when he started to describe to me that he uses a combination of beeswax with Demar varnish encaustics. Oh, right on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what sparked my interest in approaching encaustics in my work. Yeah, you know, because I remember, like, I originally saw his work with encaustics a few years back, but I never understood what encaustics were and yeah. how they worked. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So here he was in person and I would have killed myself if I didn't like yeah. just get something, some yeah. interaction. Yeah. I was also learning something and, and, and he explained it to me, you know, he ah, he's, he's like, he's like I, I, I don't remember the, you know, what the ratio is, but there's, you know, a certain ratio between, you know, Damar and beeswax and, and, and it's, it's, it's laid down on top of the photograph, yeah. you know, it's instead of using glass. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> Future yeah. notes experiment with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, gave me the confidence to, to you know, to uh, start exploring mm -hmm. you know, possibilities of working with encaustics because so i was already intrigued by the idea of it but i think at the time i was still using you know acrylic um coating oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh. like the acrylic varnish or whatever yeah, yeah like matte mediums yeah. and stuff yeah. like that as a finishing for my works but he was a master printer you know who i greatly respected and admired for years he was one of the reasons why i continued making work the way i did mm -hmm. you know and uh yeah and that's when that that was the one time i got to meet him yeah and uh, yeah that was fucking amazing very very engaging guy like he was he wasn't like put off by us hovering because we totally cut these 
whatever. Yeah, I started pushing him out of the fucking oh, way no, and it, shit. It was almost because you know we were we were in Chicago, we were young, and we were like doing this guerrilla art fair thing in yeah. like two thousand and nine or two thousand and eight or yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was probably even earlier than that. Two thousand two thousand six. 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 Yeah. I think it was two thousand six. Yeah, because because yeah. the first one was, uh, I think the first uh, fountain was in New York, right? That's the one when I came out of being arrested. Yeah, you got arrested and you made it in time. On the, yeah. back of the, the day then, I got out of jail, I ended up fucking yeah. running home, yeah. showering, mm-hmm. and then and then yeah, and then and then but making it there just how in time. Badass was that, you know, <laughs> to, be like, to yes. show up to your show? Pretty rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't add in all the other stuff that it was like a moving violation i know i know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It yeah, seems yeah. Very no shit no shit i'm not all there right now yeah i i, I want to say i was in i i was uh if if, if, if we leave no, this in no no no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. it was because of it was because i that guy yeah 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 i got him good man no no it was uh i failed to yield at a yield light <laughs> and for years or for at least over a year my tickets were being mailed to my parents' house because I still had a Massachusetts ID and it was being sent to my parents' house. My parents no longer lived in Massachusetts. They lived in Canada. So I didn't know about it. And in turn, I was driving to this guy named David Hockbaum's studio one night. (laughs) That's right. And I was wondering why. And then I ended up getting pulled over at a drunk stop. And on I realized, well, yeah, yeah, on St. Mark's. And I realized, I'm fucking good because, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I'm yeah. leaving work and I'm fine, yeah. whatever. And that, and then, uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll leave that story for another day. But I ended up getting arrested, spent three That's days in fucking jail. Story. I mean, yeah. I'd like to hear about your bologna sandwich in jail one day. but Oh, no, peanut butter and jelly. And it was the worst peanut butter ever. I ended up giving it to uh, another inmate. Your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, that was hell, man. I tried. I spent two days awake, not sleeping, and then finally I just had to lay down and fucking crash out. But yeah, oh. yeah. Grateful, sweet guy like you. Yeah. Don't waste my taxpaying money. Yeah, and then, and then when I went up there, they were like, <laughs> they were like, so how do you plead? I was like guilty. If I can fucking go home, they were like, they were like, okay, you owe seventy dollars, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, yep, seven. Se- seventy dollars, right? And I was like, well, they were like, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to try to pay that now, or do you want to pay that in fucking, I don't know, whatever the fuck it is, like in stipends or whatever? And I was like, no, I'll, I can go to the bank, and I'll pay it all right now. You want to pay it in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, or the, a payment plan. They want to know if I wanted to like set up a payment plan or some shit. Oh god. my god! But those were the days. At the same time, those those yeah, were it was some... fun. It was a good story. I remember fucking wanting to <laughs> just told the pro. It's like I'm, I'm on my way. Just get out a trash bag. <laughs> I threw everything in the yeah. garbage bag. My shoes, everything. <laughs> I remember you showing up? Yeah, that was a good show too. That was, was fun. Yeah, I sold the painting. I think I might have as well. Yeah. So it was like. No, I didn't. I didn't. That was a painting that wound up going to the Corey Helford show Mm -hmm. and selling there. 
Okay. To uh, what's her name? Uh, the Bones. What's that actress? Uh, Deschanel. Oh, uh, Chloe. Glo- no, Chloe? it's not Zoe. Zoe's sister. Oh, Zoe. Chloe. The, the, the one, the one who, <laughs> Zoe's the sister. The, the other Deschanel. The one who's in Bones. Oh, okay. I don't know. I never watched that show. But, you know. Oh, a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A TV show. Yeah. That's one thing they got to brag about over there. Is Hollywood. Suck a dick. <laughs> Stop talking some truth. <laughs> now for the truth segment. <laughs> the truth. If you want the truth, you can need to subscribe. Eleven ninety five a month. Yeah. For the truth. That's how cheap my truth is. It's worth it. Hold on. There's there's a guy taking photographs. Uh, Inside but, your window. Hold on a second. Look. <laughs> He's taking pictures of the cardinal. There's this beautiful cardinal that comes around oh. to my feeding station. And I notice him creeping around. It's an older gentleman. He's probably like in his 60s and he's got his like weather camera with telephoto sure, lens. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's snowing right now, you know, a little bit. Oh Rain, God. snow. Oh no. my God. So he's doing his little nature thing. And my backyard is like, I get, you know, this tiny square. It's got this one cardinal, so it's almost like all of a sudden it's nature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right there in the little yard there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My stupid homemade, you know, bird feeder. So is it what's he on the opposite side of the fence by the street, or is he in the yard? No, he's on the street. No, he was climbing up the neighbor's stairs to get a a more higher view. Yeah. Because he's in the tree in my backyard. And I kept an eye on him because I was I was about to do some exercise before I saw you, but like I was like, I have 15 minutes to two. I'm just going to do a quick uh, workout. And so you can see I'm not I'm in yeah, my yeah, yeah. I got the workout shorts on. <laughs> but I got totally distracted because I saw this guy creeping about and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? And then I was watching him like that's yeah, some older dude with his telephoto lens and his camera wet gear. And stay, and I'm like, what does he take a picture of? And it was the Cardinal. And I call this Cardinal, Juliet and I call the Cardinal a really nice couple because they come together <laughs> and they're very nice and they're very good looking. And um, it, for the past two years, they've been coming around. So he's photographing this really nice couple right now. And I figured, you know, let him be. And then of I'm course. like watching. Yeah. If he steps into my yard, I might be able to. Oh, stop it. Stop it. No, you wouldn't. I mean, hey, come on. You know. I can't just have people creeping about. It's just not good. You wouldn't. Behavior. Would you really? I don't know. You maybe wouldn't, I you would. wouldn't shut them down. I don't know if I'd shut them down, but you know, I don't like the. Uh, the you seem like the, the last person that would shut down an old man trying to take photos of a fucking cardinal. Maybe I hate myself so much <laughs> that. <laughs> Like the last guy that I would think about no. that. I'm, I'm surprised you're not actually listen, inviting him not, in for tea. It's not because he's old, not because he's a man, or not because he's a photographer, but because he's a fucking person in my yard, I get like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Yes, two days ago, I had to uh, plead with a woman. I'm fixing the gutters for my neighbor because I'm a nice guy. Yeah. And it it needed to get done. So I had to replace an elbow. I went to Home Depot. I had to replace my gutter. So I figured I'll do my neighbor's too. It's going to stop him from getting water in his basement because mm-hmm. it has been broken for years. And every time it rains, the water will go down. The, the, and the, is this the, the basement that gets water into your basement if they get no, no, water no, no, into no, their no. basement? Oh, no, no, no. Just, no. Okay. Theirs, just into theirs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a totally different source. Yeah. This, 
you know, but the water would go down to the elbow and just hit the ground because the elbow had a big hole in it. Mm -hmm. And this is like a commercial grade four inch wide round gutter. This is big gutter. Yeah. So a lot Look of at you being the super. <laughs> super duper. So I, I, you know, I went to the Home Depot and this was kind of funny. You call me super because I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Juliet pushing the cart. We go into the outdoor garden section to check stuff out. And there's this really short, uh, older, maybe in his 70s, Filipino man. Okay. And he's trying to reach the third shelf up to get like these, there was like these tiny bottles. I didn't even know what it was. But it was like, oh, shelf falls. It was like plant food or something. <laughs> and they were like up on the shelf. He couldn't reach like further in deep, you know? Yeah. So it was like, this guy's not getting this. And and he saw me <laughs> and he goes, hey, you help. And, uh, you know, very little English. And I reach up, and there are these tiny three bottles left. They're about, you know, three-inch tall bottles uh -huh. with rusted caps. So they've been there for a while, getting wet. The labels were all cardboard, were broken off. You couldn't – I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but he needed it. He knew he. this is what he needed. He, he knew what the stuff was. Yeah, yeah, and there were three of them, and one was less old than the rest. So he's like, this is old. I'm like, this is the least old one. And he turns and looks at me, and he notices my beard. And he goes, oh – you look beautiful. <laughs> and he starts like he starts gesturing towards like uh, making the beard motion around his face. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he does it to his own face as if like to describe what's so beautiful. And he's like, "You," because I reach over him to pick the stuff up and grabbing everything. He's like, "You are like a Superman," and he's like, so "Beautiful yeah. I am." And Juliet is just like yeah. holding it in. You looked at me like, "See, I told you I was Superman." <laughs> like, She's like, well, that man was in love with you. What was that? Like, hey, you know, I helped the guy out. Oh, anyway, that's so, so good. I was there, you know, to get plant stuff and to fix the gutter. So I'm fixing the gutter. I'm underneath my neighbor's deck, pulling okay. out an old gutter, you know. Yeah. And this lady who was walking her dog, like, in the building adjacent to ours, behind, like, walking the dog, like, she might as well have been across town. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, she's done walking her dog comes down the stairs across the parking lot of our house, crosses through our parking lot to go to my garbage can to throw the dog shit in the can. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, please. Can you please just not do that, please? And she's like, what? I'm like, can you please not put that in the garbage? And she looks at it and just, she's like, it's just, I'm like, no, please do not put your shit in my can. It sticks to the bottom. I have to clean it out and it smells terrible. And she was still trying to like kind of like look at me as if like like you're crazy, just, like you're crazy. It's just this. You're Meanwhile, the crazy one. Yeah. Here's yeah. some fucker trespassing on my property to my garbage can to yeah. put her shit inside of it. This yeah. isn't just like you want to put your your oh you you had some lunch, you put your sandwich wrapper in a bag and you pass them by or an old newspaper, fine. Yeah, yeah, you have sure. a bag of shit, right? Yeah. And I just love to take these motherfuckers. The same same yeah. guy going through my yard taking pictures. I don't care. That's fine. But let's say I did have a problem with it and I, I come at you and you look at me like I'm crazy. I want to come to your house yeah. with a bag of shit yeah. and put it in your garbage that you sure. have in the past had to reach in and clean out because people do that yeah, all the time. That's happening all the time in Newton. Sits yeah. in the summer getting steamy and I have to clean out your shit. I don't have a dog. I don't yeah. have a baby. And I don't want to have to deal with your actual fucking feces, you fuck, <laughs> fucking asshole. You crossed a lot to my can. I go to your house you with a bag of my shit. Can. How are you going to feel? 
How are you going to feel yeah. later yeah. having to deal with cleaning it out, mm-hmm. smelling it? I have to throw out my garbage, and now I have to smell your shit? Fuck you. Come around with your dog. Yeah. Your dog's ass <laughs> juice. Anyway, that, Do, dog's ass juice. That was gonna be the name of my fucking juice bar, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I couldn't call it that because somebody else already had that name when I looked it up. But yeah, that's dog's what gets juice dot com gets me bent out of shape. That you know, I, of course, I wouldn't give this guy a hard time about taking pictures. I didn't give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. I could have, yeah, but yeah. you know, he's some old schmuck. But I schmuck just look because at you. you're, look at you. you're already because, judging him. Yeah, well. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's taking pictures of this fucking cardinal over and over again. It's just a fucking cardinal. He looks cute. Blah, blah, blah. You're like, relax, buddy. It's a bird. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like national, not geo out there with your fucking <laughs> you, you David Square. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then I want my credit because I fed this bird for, for years. I've been taking care of this bird. He's in my habitat. This is yeah. my paddock. You get out of my paddock. I don't want you lurching around because I've had people come to my yard had their dog shit in my yard and mm. leave it there. And I don't have like a big yard. It's no, a- and it's also very, very difficult to shit in your yard because that means you have to go around the fence, yeah. go, to go into this the- little fucking area that's like. <laughs> it's a very aggressive. Yeah, no shit. Going to somebody. Literally. And and leaving shit. Well, what's with the dog owners around here? You 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 entitled fucking cunts with your dogs and your shit. Mm-hmm. You think it's okay just to drop your bags of doo doo anywhere yeah. in a private garbage? Fine, go on the bike path. Twenty, you know, two hundred feet away. Take a walk. You need the walk. You 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 thick fuck. And and put it in the public garbage. You're not in a private garbage. You idiot. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Yeah. This entitlement. This this. The self-righteous, like, uh, yeah. it's just a bag of shit. It's just a tiny bag. Yeah, it's, it's only just small. a tiny bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I can't lady, believe you. one tiny you. shit in here, then that means I got to let all the fucking shit in yeah, here. not only that, you want to argue with me while I'm crouched under a porch fixing a gutter, you fuck, while you, yeah. like, well, you get a job, you dog walker. Get out so of here. So was that when you were fixing your neighbor's elbow? Or, yeah, or, well, what, it's yeah. my neighbor's elbow, too, yeah. you know? So, like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking people are terrible, man. That was a success? Yeah. Not the shit. Yeah. I mean, the gutter. No, the water. The water. <laughs> there was actually a bag of shit in my garbage anyway, already. Oh. From, like, last week. Because when they the trucks come and they Put pick up the can, it. it sticks to the fucking bottom. I had to pull it out and put it in, like... I want to hit somebody in the fucking back of the head with this thing and be like, hey, Why in the back? You, hit him in the front. It's your decision to get a dog, you fuck. Why do I have to have anything to do with your stupid, bad decisions? God damn it. Yeah, Boston used to be the worst for that, too. I don't know if they've gotten better, but like people wouldn't even clean up after their dogs. All that in a bag of shit. Let's, uh, let's talk about... I know the name for this episode. Listen, Angie Mason said, "Yeah, dude. So let's let's check this out, man. Dude, we gotta get everybody to do that. That was such a great idea. She she really opened her mind to to that whole concept of like, you Mm -hmm. know, send it in. And you know what, Angie, whether you like it or not, we're playing this. Oh yes, we are. And I got it right up here, man. (laughs) You got to cue it up. Yeah, yeah. So 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 this is the thing, everybody." 
Angie Mason is an amazing artist. She's uh, out in uh, what's it, New Jersey, right? But but we, she's an old old friend of ours, and that so definitely yeah, such well, a great lady. Yeah, she's, she's so a- awesome, man. So awesome. She was in Cannes in France with us, and that yes. and uh, we had we had a hell of a time out there. And she's that been a comrade of ours for a long time. Yeah, we've known she's- her forever. So uh, check her out online. It's Angie Mason. You can search her out and find all of her work. She's on all those platforms. But uh, yeah, should we get into this? This is great, man. Well, this is about that. This is coming from a you know old school '80s goth artist. You know, yeah. who's, who's still carrying the torch. Yeah, man, I, and, I love and, it. I love and, it. And I love this question because you know, obviously, pre-listened to it because this is exactly what I'm going through right now, Angie. Exactly what I'm going through. So. Let's hit this up. Hello, the Davids. It's Angie Mason. I am just leaving a question for you guys to maybe discuss or to um, listen to this and then delete it. Uh, Anyway, my question or thought is, I'd like to hear you guys talk about how you deal with what I call creative hibernation. Uh, As creative people, I feel like we have... um, ebbs and flows of creative energy. So how do you deal with that moment where, say, after doing a large body of work and you, you're you're coming to fruition with all your creative ideas and you, your creative energy is sort of softening and going into sort of a hibernation mode? Sometimes that hibernation can last longer than others. How do you deal? How do you pull yourself out of it if there's anything you do? Um, I feel like it's part of my process, so I do allow it to happen in some, to some extent. Um, and for me, I guess I force myself to draw every day, even if it's just scribbling in a notebook um, or drawing and writing. It's, it goes back and forth between the two in my books, but I'm always in my books. Um, that's how I kind of cope, I guess. It's my, my therapy <laughs> to pull myself out of it. Um, but again, I'm just curious about how you deal with um, the idea of creative hibernation. And that's it. Okay. I love your podcast. You guys are awesome. Bye. So, I'm wow. gonna, uh, so yeah, it was that great what? So, so uh, I'm going to, I, I want to kick this off by saying that like the, the, the place that I am right now that, that I'm relating to this question in mm-hmm. is that. I don't know if I talked about this, but I I, I I don't think I talked about it with you right now. I mean, yet. I am talking about it with you right now, though. <laughs> I don't know but if I'm like this, like, like Kazmina Prella was talking about the other day, and, and, and she's like, yeah, it's almost like this. And I don't want to relate it to, like, being a fucking woman and having postpartum, but I'm going to say it anyway. But it's like this <laughs> postpartum type of thing where it's you spend yeah. so much time with trying to uh, – uh, and you're so in it of finishing up a show – and or or, or 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 a project or whatever it is and that's all you're consumed within and that for so long and that's all you're thinking about and then when it's all over it's like whoa well, yeah, what what do weird. i do now like what, what what i mean obviously i know what i do now i, I get back to work and i start something new and i start from scratch and i start all over again but it's like you have that that feeling of not knowing what to do with yourself. And I know well, you've yeah. experienced this a shitload. Yeah. We've talked well. about this in the past. Like I, I, I refer to it as post show depression yeah. every time, whether it was like the, with the collaboration group or with myself solo or, or with another artist, 
after the sh- you know after the show's done, especially if you go to the opening and and all that all that hoopla, you know you are kind of left feeling a little empty. Very and empty. The, and yeah. there's there there's kind of like a I don't know maybe it's partially exhaustion and putting you know putting your, your adrenaline level so high to make it happen to Absolutely. finish it. And get it's it. like, you know, you're normally spending a year to five months to whatever it is, or even if a project's four months or whatever, it's like you're, you're yeah. just constantly, you know, that's that's the main focus and that's all you're kind of focusing on. And every day, your day's already all planned out because mm-hmm. you, you know it's something that has to do with this so, project. So you go through on. it, you go through it, you've been through it. So how? what do you do? What, yeah, what, so I, I mean. What do you think? What yeah. do you notice you've done? And I love what Angie said when she was saying how she's like either you know whether it's writing or it's or or sketching or it's or it's it, you know she, she does a lot of sculpting as well I'm sure so like you know but it's just my thing is yeah it's just like kind of just jumping it I mean right now what I've been doing to get out of it is I just kind of switch gears and I've been uh, doing playing around with the music stuff and kind mm-hmm. of doing something completely different than what I was doing and that yeah. and, and um, trying to trying to also ease my way into that because of the or, or, or i find myself getting into that is a lot much more at ease to get into because it's it's less pressure for me because it's not something that i hold myself to a standard for you know what i mean because it's just it's fun yeah me, yeah it's it, yeah know? it's not it you don't look at it the same way when you're exactly. looking at the if, you know, even though the the creative energy is from the same place mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not executed in the same way and it doesn't have that same kind of pressure of, of like when you're going to share that, you know? Yeah. And I think that doing something like that is, is, is a great idea because you're staying busy, you're staying, you know, limber, you're keeping, you're keeping uh, exercises and you're, uh, you're being creative. So you don't get as down in the dumps because a big part of like that, that post-show depression that compounds itself and makes it last longer is that it's, you start to get depressed at the fact that you're not making anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like the symptom is, gets worse and worse because first you're like you 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 blown all your steam you're done you're exhausted the show is done and if you don't have something you're working on you keep get you know sort of stuck in the rut yeah like oh shit what's next you know and it's like it's- especially especially if like the show you're waiting for like results you know sure. which is a really dangerous thing to do because. You know, you can't really get yeah, just sitting around at the window waiting for them to come yeah. home. You know, yeah. Yeah. checking to see if it's like... still checking your mailbox, checking yeah. your you know your inbox to see if you got a letter from the gallery. You know, you're waiting and waiting, and that could be very, very depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're really thinking, uh, you know, depending you know, uh, everything on this sh- on this one particular project or show. So get involved in something creative right away is great. Yeah, because it helps distract. As well as like you know gets keeps you limber doesn't so you don't get atrophy from just like sitting around and your muscles just like oh you know you get soft again keeps you. I feel like anything that you do too within any kind of creative process whether it is like doing writing or 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 editing or whatever it's whatever you're doing you're gonna find your way back home again to and, and it's gonna it's gonna rekindle that fire within the that you're going to end up you know igniting once again to like get started and going and that so it's like but um you know that's why i think that like you know even i don't know being creative man is so is so 
amazing that I think everybody should do it. You know, whether again, whether it's writing or it's or it's sketching or it's or, or it's you know playing with paint. Well, everybody or... has the potential to do it. Not everybody's very thrilled by it. Not everybody is like you know gets uh, gets their their jollies or rocks off by being creative. But a lot of times, you know, people don't because they don't have the time to think to be creative. And yeah, well, it's don't, people that don't get everybody's got the time. You just don't. No, not everybody the has the time. Not everybody has the time. Everybody, you know, people have families That's, and people yeah. have jobs and lives True. that really suck up their energy. And maybe they do have time, but they're too exhausted to do something in that time. So they don't they don't have that comparison of like what what the creative process has to do with their actual life, because the creative process is so directly related to what happens in our lives. Like what we paint is, is, is a result of like how we live sure. and live our lives and what we experience. And so it's a mirror. It's a complete reflection mm-hmm. we, or we try to be, you know, it's, it's not as, um, you know, literal, but it, you know, it, people who don't have the time to practice being creative don't understand the, they don't. They don't know what it's capable of doing to help mirror their lives to get a better understanding or a different understanding, a different perspective. Yeah, have that release, or just it, release yeah, it, alone. Yeah, you know. a, to get that satisfaction. You know, some people only have time to eat cake. Some people only have time to to smoke crack. Some people only have time, <laughs> you know, to do other yeah, things yeah. To, to you know to ease pressures of life and and, and or and or feel good. You know, mm-hmm. to, to get elevated. And we get elevated by by making our work as well. That's a huge endorphin release. That's a huge like, you know, uh, something to make us feel comfortable with living life, mm-hmm. going yeah. through. It gives going... yourself purpose and meaning. I, well, for me, it does. It, you know, definitely. Yeah, it, it helps to mold that. You know, to to give some something that is you know both you know, metaphysical and physical, it's something spiritual that we could feel and hold in our minds and our hearts, but it's also something physical that we're creating that we see and we can then share with people mm-hmm. around. Us. So it's like we get to, we get to make proof of these fantasies or these Im- imagination that we have of the significance of being alive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and experiencing what's being thrown at us because we're born into it and then everything's thrown at us and we react to it. You know, we're reacting to everything from, you know, basics, mom, dad, you know, friends, lovers to like how people living across the world and how that affects us. Like, there's so much being thrown at us all the time and we are just reacting to it with yeah. our words, you know, yeah. and, and not what, everybody and, has. And that's to, what you're filtering out, you know. Yeah, we're filled, we're we're interpreting, we're reinterpreting because you know a lot of what we're going through. Everybody is it's it's processed information that is very particularly you know um, sort of tailored to to do one specific thing, and that is just to perpetuate and continue you know selling and making of products. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's food, clothing, computers, stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, artists have to reinterpret these positions that we have here. Like, well, what as a person living in the middle of all this shit, mm-hmm. you know, that we're born into, you know, we did we we help build some of it around us, but for the most part, it's it's out of our hands, out of our control. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure that shit out, like the way I'm trying to figure out this thought process. Now, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, <laughs> 
I fucking feel you though. I feel you. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm fucking. I'm fucking sitting passenger right now. We're driving, and I am fucking on I this to... journey. I got you. Oh, I, got you. I, I gotta use the rest stop. I'm gonna pull over. Uh, yeah, pull over. In a bag. I need of... another cup of coffee. <laughs> sour cream, onion, banana chips, yeah. and yeah, the, yeah. But uh, you know. Th- but yeah, everything you said, the, Angie, it's, it's it's all that. It's it's like, yes, and what and specifically some some things that I do to practice. Mm-hmm. Let's see, um, like uh, you know, Angie said to draw every. Oh, she draws every day. I like to just get and get my ass in the studio, and you know, I, there's so many different projects I could start. Some of it is very, you know, mechanical. <laughs> Somebody that you know you need to finish because that always yeah, happens well, to me. <laughs> well, usually those I put aside even longer. But if you can't do it, do something. I try to do something very mechanical, you know, mm-hmm. like building Build tiny houses. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing something like that is like point A, B, C, D. You know, it's all spelled out. You just follow the instructions you have in your head to do it until you can start getting, you know, more creative and free flow or just like I practice when the weather's nice, I go for walks, mm-hmm. you know, something as simple as that to clear the mind or do something like, uh, I'll, I'll cook, you know, something else to staying active that these hibernative states or these blocks, you know, a lot of times, like she, Angie said, it's part of the process. It, it's just that yeah, you, yeah. you have to sort of go through the motion and allow allow any sort of transition to happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but try to stay. You know, you got to got to stay. Keep your head in it. Keep your nose in it. Keep your head in the fucking game. Because you look at books. Go go research movies. Dig into the into the past things that you used to like, and rewatch some old films yeah. or. Or 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 revisit. I, was fine. I, mean, I think I said it before, but going to the fucking museum, which I'm gonna do next week, I'm gonna go to the Met. But like, just going to the museum is is always for me, always like rekindles, like and gets me so excited again to like come home and want to fucking paint because I see yeah. so much yeah. shit in there that just I like, get so inspired by. So I'm like, oh my god, I want to do something like that, or or I don't know, you know, like just all yeah. The museums are the filling stations, man. They're like the, yeah. you know, you go and you fill up on that inspiration. Yeah. You get yeah. reminded a little Gassed bit. Up. Yeah, and and you got, but you got to take yourself to those things. You got to go and make the make the effort to do it, mm-hmm. because just sitting on the computer and looking stuff up on the internet is not enough. You really need to get out. Because, Experience it. Yeah, yeah. You got to forget that yeah. you are you. You got to forget that you're sitting in your room, sitting in your studio. You are yourself dealing with it. You got to walk out in the world and let the world just sort of happen around you and lose yourself in it. Forget that you are trying to be yourself traveling through the universe and just get inspired by what you see around you. Yeah. And it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. You're going to remember what turns you on and mm-hmm. you're going to go back to your studio and you're going to start producing. It's almost like too. I mean, you, you saying that made me think about the idea of like, you almost got to get out of that energy that's created within that studio yeah, or within yeah, that area that you that make work that, and like yeah. fucking cleanse yep. that shit and like yep. filter yep. in new energy and bring that back to the, to the studio itself yeah. you know your studio is your space capsule and like you're going fucking... from place to place and you got to land yeah. that yeah. and you got to get out and you got to explore the new terrain yeah. you got to get back out there and, and collect some samples here and there maybe you know yeah. meet a sexy alien <laughs> uh, this is what it is yeah, there it is this fucking this this fucking conversation is gone into outer space <laughs> find some sexy space pod people 
<laughs> like, there it is. It's like, <laughs> this is how vegetables do it. Welcome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, good. it takes discipline. You know, at the heart of it, really, is just having the discipline to um, to be your own drill sergeant and, mm-hmm. and keep, keep get your ass in gear. Yeah. And also not beat yourself up too fucking much because it is a result of you working so hard to reach that exhaustion and you deserve breaks. Mm-hmm. You deserve to let give yourself some some breathing room because a lot of this work, 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 work attitude is instilled on us because it's a matter of survival. Sure. But, you know, survival is also not just work, 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 work. Survival is, you know, what what we want, what we want individually. Mm-hmm we get off on what we what we deserve you know yeah. as as people you know doing our fucking thing and then get back to work yeah yeah and then punch in that fucking time card <laughs> get, get back to yeah. it <laughs> work. which 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 leads into our next question from david because we he, he he brought up some uh, uh davy uh, well not that day uh, is it irish david is it david maloney uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I I have that closed out now. I but, he sent it uh, via email, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he sent uh, in something. Uh, and I think I think it's him. Yep, that had to do about work, and he 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 wanted us to elaborate a little bit more in the last question. Yep. That he, David John Maloney. There he that's is, that, that's boy from Ireland. Yeah, David. Uh, <laughs> 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 he his question was. Um, uh, wonder if you can get a little more in depth about the transition from working a normal full-time job to being a full-time artist. You both said you had jobs previous in your career, but how, how did you make the switch and how did you know when you were ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of times it's just, it's, it's about taking the leap of faith to, to some extent and sometimes it doesn't always all work out yeah unfortunately you know? <laughs> waiting for that big paycheck to come in and be like congratulations here's eight million dollars yeah. for being an artist it, it's not going to happen yeah. and then you'll be like certain that it's time to quit the job you might just have to be like all right you know what you get used to living within a certain budget if you work really hard at it Excellent. and you yeah. adapt to it and it's hard to see beyond that like to imagine how would i live without this job but you know sometimes the only way to know is to not have that security mm-hmm. and to be to have that fire under your ass where it's do or die rather than well i can always depend on my job to pay the bills you know if you don't have that safety net that might be sometimes the only thing that pushes you to to make it happen yeah you know yeah because sometimes you got to you got to get past you got to you got to pass that that point You've got to cross over mm-hmm. into the dark side and oh, have yeah. and have a, oh, yeah. a few have a few weeks, <laughs> have a few months, yeah. maybe a year of like white knuckling mm-hmm. every fucking week to to get the bills paid, yeah. to keep the lights on or get the lights turned back on. Sometimes, you know, you really have to fucking go through that shit get yeah. to the other side and then realize I I'm able to, to pull it off without having that job anymore. Absolutely. And, and, and the way for myself, I mean, it's, it, it, it's worked out to be the way where it is. Um, I mean, 
my lifestyle is still completely fucking insane. You know, it, 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 it comes down to where it's like uh, you do well at times. And then what it is is like David was saying, you 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 budget yourself and you and, and and you and you try to stretch out the money that you make because you don't know the next time. I mean, you know that possibly I have a show or I have a commission gig or I have this that's coming up in four months, so I know mm-hmm. that possibly more money's coming in then. Yeah, but, yeah, however, but it's all abstract. It's, like, it's still hopefully. It's, it's still, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so it's it's never. I I mean, so the thing is, is that it's 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 working with the budget that you make from the money that you make but it's always flying by the fucking seat of your pants man and 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 you you know you said it so good when you were saying the the idea of like sometimes you just need to jump off the fucking deep end and get into it because otherwise you're never going to push yourself as hard yeah. as uh uh as hard as you would Unless you were fucking struggling and yeah. and, and, tr- and trying to find a way to make money, I mean, um, it, it's you know, I'm I'm not saying to like quit your fucking job, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, like, like like if you have ruined. a good job and I, I don't know, man, but yeah. like it, it's it's you know it, it's it's uh, oh god, it's very difficult. I mean, it's still you know at at, at 43, it's still difficult for me, and it's still it's not always my life is never secure. You know, I wish it was at times, but I also love this way of living because it always keeps me uh, uh, hustling to find the next thing and and, and, and to push myself as hard as I possibly can. Granted, I I am definitely I'm I'm definitely ready for that kind of that part of the struggle with, (laughs) you know, I I know what it's like. I know what it takes. I I feel that struggle, but I I also want to like get to that next level of security yeah but i so, but, but but at the same time yeah i also i i'm happy and i'm appreciate i really appreciate and i'm really happy with this process that mm-hmm. like okay the, I, i'm very grateful i think it's it's a pretty you know um fortunate process to be able to to try to you know surf this wave because it's uh it's it's a luxury mm-hmm. you know in a lot of ways and um, I, I'm I, I'm glad I didn't choose something else much earlier on to fuck with. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. To, how, how to live my life? And you never gave yourself a backup plan, really. You know what I mean? But but, but the, 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 the thing I want to say, David, is also too like you know where I, where me and David are coming from is that there was a point where you know we we doing the, doing the jobs, working a lot at the jobs, but then we were also doing shows. And then mm-hmm. we were selling work, mm-hmm. and then we sold a little bit more work, and then we sold mm-hmm. a little bit more work, and then we started feeling more confident because of the work yeah, that we were exactly. selling. Confidence. Because yeah. it, 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 because of the work not, that we not, were selling yeah. and, and having money come in. It didn't mean that we knew next month that we were definitely going to be selling a painting, but we were we were starting to prove to ourselves, oh, okay, we're selling work, we're selling work, you know, and, and no, that. There, and there was, there, we're getting, there was like there was like cracks there was light coming in through the cracks that you could see that the potential and possibilities are there they're not consistent they're not predictable in a a big way to the way the way that we wanted to make our work we don't want to make you know either cookie cutter or or trend friendly or even pop you know popular work you know which you know, where we, you could make posters and reproductions and 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 stuff that's very topical and and 
you'd be more successful, you know, in, in the pop culture scene. But, you know, because we decided also that's not how we want to live. You know, we see that it does take a lot of pounding on that fucking wall to yeah. make more cracks. But there, it's there. That, that potential is there. And that potential being enough to abandon a straightforward job, a somewhat idea of security of a paycheck, that somebody else has a successful business that they could afford to pay me to go to work. I want to have personally, you know, not to lean on somebody else's success to be able you to get your own money. Success. Yeah. And in order to do that, I have to sort of really be completely dependent on the fact that I'm going to keep pounding the pavement every week. I'm going to hit the, hit the, hit the studio, you know, whether I'm in a block or hibernation or anything like we talked about mm -hmm. that it's so much more depending on, you know, it's, it's all depending on me to keep that fucking train going. Mm -hmm. If this is how I'm trying to, you know, pay the fucking bills. Mm -hmm. Because bills need to get paid. I don't want to live off the grid. I don't want to live in in a fucking tree somewhere. Mm, uh, that sounds uh, nice. Yeah, fucking, it sucks, man. <laughs> you, you're sitting and smelling your own shit all the time. I, I yeah, like no, I, I like that. some of the luxuries yeah, of, no, of yeah. modern and then, society. And then you're gonna be looking for somebody's garbage can to throw your shit in. Yeah, exactly. And I'm throwing <laughs> my own bags of shit, and someone here I am, the person that I hate, living in a fucking tree. No, I, I, I enjoy the modern, you know, trappings of, of luxuries of modern society. I'm not going to fucking deny yeah, that. Sure, sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, if it wasn't for yeah. it, though, I, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't be able to do, a, you know, a quarter of the things that I get to do. Yeah. But, you know. I think I, you want to find enough momentum, see the potential mm -hmm. enough momentum within the compensation for what it is that you're doing, David, uh, uh, and then yeah. and, and then from there make the you can feel like you can make that leap you know yeah that, you gotta but it's not to say that that shit's gonna be easy because you're still no. gonna go through real hard times you know no, especially after the leap Jesus 25 Christ. years later <laughs> well I mean, I mean actually it wasn't well, until years later that i quit you know w working a steady full-time uh job yeah. but, but i've uh, been i've only yeah. been like what three four five you've been a long time six dude. six years i think six years okay. now really. Wait, i've been longer. i've been i've been here three years and four years four years before three or four years four six seven years maybe okay the most yeah since i gave up entirely you know mm -hmm. i was working one day a week for like a, a the last year i was working maybe two days a week the year before that so i, I kind of weaned off and, and i had that job that was That's that right. safety net you know, it was that Friday happy hour was like the last, you know, year or two I was working just, you know, then that's what I whittled it down to. I wanted to work one day a week because A, it got me out of the studio. It forced me to leave home, you know, the house. And it kept, it was my social link. You know, I worked in a bar for 13 years. So it was a social link to friends, to strangers that kept me interacting, you know. So that was good for me, good for my mental health, good for my you know, my space environment to break it up. But it was also a bit of a crutch to make sure that I didn't make that extra push. And it happened right at the right time because I had a couple of years of without working a job before I got dumped by my gallery. And that's another thing that happens mm -hmm. out of the blue can happen to you. I had a gallery for 10 years that were that was, you know, my bread and butter and my sure thing, making good money. And then out of the blue, unexpected like a fucking train from the side i i got mm -hmm. i got dumped and so here i was stuck at, you know at my own you know own devices to come yeah. up with you know paying the bills and whatnot yeah. so
But I w- I want I want I want to say one thing though. <laughs> you didn't get dumped, but you got dumped because that person chose to fucking just totally switch, like not yeah, run yeah, a gallery I, anymore. Yeah, she, she decided to close the gallery. Yeah, so. the gallery closed. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it I was. It wasn't like, like you were like, all right, you're out of here. <laughs> I was doing so much alcohol. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. I was yeah, doing, yeah. I was doing weed, yeah. man, and I got busted. No, no, the, the the gallery, you know, closed. You know, it was um. It was a, it was it was a blindside. Got blindsided. Anyway, you know, so I, I had a little bit of time to prepare for that, but you know, if if I didn't if I didn't think at that point I I could make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, if I had to, then I probably would have kept the job. Yeah. But it was something that you know I remember the day that I that I quit working at the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, this is at a bar that this is a high five. Yeah, it was a friend's. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy, yeah, his friend. Yeah, he was a, he was a supporter of the arts, not just mine, but yeah. like a music art. Mike Studo was a legend in the East Village. Working at his place was was a pleasure. I got to see my friends every week. I get to give my friends free drinks. <laughs> Sorry, and Studo knew it. That's why. Yeah, he didn't. Get, he, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it was it was very modest amount. Okay, yeah. depends depends who showed up really. <laughs> If Ricard showed up, no, go on. No, everybody <laughs> was good. Everybody was good. But, uh, oh, wow, it's snowing like crazy now. This is the worst spring ever. Anyway, so <laughs> you know, I remember that morning I was going to quit. I was like, toying with the idea for, for so long. Like, you, you toy for like a year in your mind. I yeah. need to quit this job. And I think about it. I talked about it with my, you know, my best friend and talked about it with Julianne. Like, what's keeping the job for me? What am I depending on it for? Is it a crutch or is it not, you know? And that morning, I remember walking to work, that same walk I've done already for nine years, you know? To yeah, the, I know the walk. And I was saying to myself, wouldn't it be great if this was the last fucking time I ever did this? And all through that morning, like when I go out for my cigarette, sitting on that stoop by the cash machine at the emergency mm-hmm. exit door, yeah. Staring at those same buildings at that church. That said, cash machine I found fucking. A, remember that night I found two hundred dollars in there. <laughs> it, it, the I came in and bought everybody fucking drinks. <laughs> you know, but this was it. It was this spot so familiar, so yeah, many experiences. Yeah. Les Barony kicking the guy in the head with his boot, and like you know, it was. Christ. Like it was years and staring at that same fucking building skyline across the street, being like, wouldn't it be great if this is the last time I'm staring at these fucking buildings mm-hmm. that I've watched people through the that windows Pac-Man for years? Sign. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, the Pac Man Peace Church sign. Yeah, yeah. It says peace, but it's all like Art Deco. And and it was a happy hour shift. And Mike comes in that afternoon. And I said to myself, if I, if Mike comes in, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. If not, I'll do maybe next week. You know. Which might never have happened, you know, might not have been for another several months mm-hmm. that I would have the courage, you know, yeah. to, to confront. So he came in, Suda came in that afternoon, walked, talking, he walks over to me, the bar says, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, and he looks at me, he's like, I'm like, I got I to gotta talk knew, to you about right? something. I got to talk to you about something. He goes, you getting married? I'm like, no. He goes, are you quitting? I go, yeah. He goes, I, I had a feeling, you know, I said it was about time. It was like, I, w- I was wondering if, if I was going to have to do it for you eventually. Oh, you know, just which, so in sweet, his, in his, man. 
you know, just like it is like sweet, aggressive studio way. Yeah, it's like either yeah. I'm going to fire you kind of thing. But, you know, he totally knew yeah. that it was like I was holding on to the job and because it was a comfort. comfort. It was comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also such a great relief to to become dependent on myself completely not to be away from the bar yeah i didn't want to count money and serve drunken shitheads on a friday anymore or any day like well that's I was why used... you started doing the freaking happy yeah. hour <laughs> at 1 7 came around i was i had to get out I, I i couldn't stay there for the night shifts yeah even yeah. if it's midweek i couldn't stand it anymore Everybody the neighborhood changed cool, but yeah the neighborhood changed so much, and the and the clientele that was coming in were such such douchebags, and I was getting so frustrated with everyone walking up to the bar, staring at their phones, and ordering drinks without looking in your eyes. And I'd be like, "Hello, hello, I'm not I'm not going to serve you until you look at me, engage me." Like I was too bitter, I was too angry to be a, a public servant yeah. to be in the service industry. Yeah, trying to teach people fucking manners <laughs> and hospitality. Exactly, I'm not there to fucking teach you these these yeah, yeah. stupid kids' parents fucked up, not me. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so. And that was a huge relief, but it did take an incredible amount of confidence because at that point in my career, I was very confident. I am now, again, it was a brief period of time after I got knocked down a few pegs, which I'm not necessarily going to say was good for me, but I did learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, it was, a, it was a confident time and it was the right time. And I just felt it and, and it had to do the, how to take the jump. Mm-hmm. I probably should have jumped a year earlier, but you know what? No harm, no foul, because another year no, working in a bar. wasn't right, you know. wasn't right. Whatever. So, yeah. Balls. Do it safely, David. Yeah. Safely. It, it, no. you don't do it at all. Take care of your kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take care of your family. Please don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're never going to make it, sweetheart. They're going to eat you alive. <laughs> You're going to kill you, man. You're going to get fucking... Don't say that. <laughs> going to crucify you, David. <laughs> you fucking dead man. No, join us. Join us in the in the dead man's fields. Join the fray. That doesn't mean that the fear of having to get a real job doesn't haunt me every day. Yeah. You know, it's like quitting smoking or, or, or drinking or anything. It's like once in a while that wave comes over you. It's like, oh Should man, I, I got to go no. back. You know, I, I, <laughs> I have no choice. I got to go back. You, you suffer through it. Do everything you fucking can. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Well, we got, we got actually another question. Do we really? Uh, uh, from, it's another uh, repeat offender. <gasps> Daniel Fogelsong. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> and this this one's directed towards you, Mr. Stupakis. Oh boy, it's it's not it's not anything too deep, uh, so don't worry, we won't expose <laughs> any secrets. Uh, just curious, what type of white Stupakis does his glazes with? For example, the before and after pictures of winter solstice I saw on Instagram. I took a couple of workshops with Van Minen, and he swears by different whites for different steps of the process. It's important information to me, at least, but might be a boring for the podcast. No, <laughs> well, it depends how I read the yeah. question. <laughs> Daniel, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to make it super easy. I, I have so. painter friends who use, yeah. like, they got, like, fucking 50 tubes of white, like, 
They're using zinc white. They're using titanium. They're using fucking flake white. They're using this. They're using that. They're using... I don't do any of that. I use <laughs> I use titanium white for everything. And then everybody What's says, that? well, yeah, but the, the two titanium white is so bright. And I say, yeah, well, you just fucking cut it with whatever other color is within the painting. Yeah, so you want titanium white? Boom. You put yeah. a little fucking Indian yellow in there and... Uh, yeah. Put a little yellow ochre, put a little fucking romber, put some fucking whatever, whatever color you want, you know. And, and, and that Flake so, white. Flake white sucks. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I bought a fucking tube because somebody that I was painting with swore by it. And I was like, <laughs> you know what flake white is to me? Already uh, watered down fucking. Yes. Chewed up <laughs> bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-chewed yeah, yeah. gum. You yeah. don't buy that. Nah, yeah. you don't. But, um, so, yeah, so titanium white for everything, you know. But, however, when I glaze, I, I very rarely use whites with glazing. Glazing is, is usually when I'm putting in darker colors or 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 uh, brighter color. If I am doing brighter colors, they're, it's never really rich, uh, any type of rich white, you know. And that um, if I need to, then it's more or less of me getting back into the actual painting itself uh, uh, with more of an opaqueish white, you know, and that or, mm. you know, whether it's an off white of this or fucking, you know, more a blue white or whatever, you know. But yeah. So. Uh, so, yes. Titanium so there white, it is. And I primarily paint with Windsor Newton still after all these years because it was the first paint my parents bought me. And uh, so it has a very special place for me. I play around with, you know, gambling and I don't know. I got other tubes of other shit, but I mainly use uh, Tartar. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Windsor New Zinc, a flake, and flake a day. I think, um, I don't think we have any more questions anyway here. Just like that, another fucking week of Gimme Babble. Thanks for, for putting up with us for another long-winded session. Yeah. This, that, that you know, it was the scope of maybe like two or three days worth of... Uh, yeah, I think it was. Again, it's going to be fun to edit once again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got a serious edit job in front of you. Yeah. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the ride of emotions that mm -hmm. we took you through. Yeah, it went all over I, the map. Who knows what will be left in, what will be cut out. But... <laughs> I, I, there's not much left of either of us. I feel like I We're to... hanging by a fucking thread. <laughs> I feel like a, a, deflated, a deflated yeah. bag of poop. Yeah, but everybody keep... Oh, again, I love that. I love that uh, idea that Angie did and, 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 she, and what she brilliant. sent in. So if people want to send in some audio clips, you can send that to... <laughs> I told you had a fucking brain fart. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> tell us where, David. Send it to uh, gimmebabble at gmail.com please. And yeah, take 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 a fucking take a page out of Angie Mason's book. Yeah, that's Send great. Audio file, and we will play it on the podcast as well. So this way, you get a you get a little airtime. No, save your profanities, please. <laughs> yeah, there's no by, cussing on this. My private mailbox. That's <laughs> David Hockbaum at no. I, <laughs> yeah, but 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 anybody can do it. It's so easy. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer at home. So send us an audio file. That way, you guys get to be a part of the fucking show. Yeah. 
Because I so want to hear what fun. you sound like. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, just think what David in Ireland sounds like. I wonder what he sounds like. Yeah. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I have so many questions for you. I am from that's, Ireland. <laughs> that's not... That's fucked up. Sure. <laughs> That's not him. right. David, that's not right. And not you, Hawkbomb. The other David. David, I'm talking to you in Ireland. That ain't fucking Prove good. Prove me wrong. <laughs> wrong. We love you, David. Um, yeah, and uh, we got a YouTube channel again. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm beating this shit over the head, but just in case we get some new listeners here. Do we have new listeners? I hope we got new listeners. So if any new listeners, we got a YouTube channel. And that yes. is Gimme Babble on YouTube. And yeah. David does these tutorials on there, and they're fucking awesome. Like I said before, it's like this old house after taking a hit of acid. It's great. So, so go give that a look, see, and uh, please keep subscribing, keep yeah. them comments coming in and ratings coming in on iTunes if you like what we're doing, and because uh, that helps us in a big way in the long yeah, run. Please. Yeah, and I haven't gotten any. YouTube video tutorial suggestions through our Twitter mm. or through our email yet. So come on. Yeah, bring them in. Come Rail on. Them in. Jesus Christ, man. What no. do you expect from me? I'm just a man. I'm just a man. He's just a man. I'm from Ireland. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Anyways, we hope you guys <laughs> liked the episode. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for lending us your ears. I yes, love you, David Hopbaum. I love you, David Sabagas. Till next week. I am from Ireland.